I'd like to share with you a fascinating story that occurred in the time of the Vilna Gaon. A couple got married and immediately after the wedding, still in the middle of Sheva Brachas, the husband vanished into thin air. He was never heard from again. And obviously, the communication 250 years ago is not what it is today. So it was a hopeless situation, since the Bezn had no way of knowing whether her husband was in fact still alive. The wife became an Aguna. It was a tremendous tragedy. She was unable to remarry because, halachically, she was still married to her fugitive husband. Days turned into months, months turned into years, and she remained an Aguna. And there was nothing anyone can do for her. And she remained Rahman and Aslan alone. Thirty years go by. One day a man comes to town, walks up to this woman's house, knocks on the door and he says, I'm home. And she says, and who are you? And he says, you don't remember me? I'm your husband. And she says, no, I don't recognize you. He starts telling her intimate details of when they were living together. Information that only a husband could conceivably have known. But she still couldn't make any connection. So she called some of her neighbors to try to identify him. But they all said that he doesn't look familiar. It's true that some people can change a lot in 30 years. But it seemed odd that no one recognized this man. And this was obviously a very serious matter involving a Asian Sish. So they decided to go to the Rav of the town. And she asked the Rav, Can I believe this man who claims to be my husband? She tells the Rav, The man told me things that only my husband could have known. He told me details about our engagement and our wedding. The man provided seemingly undeniable proof that he is the husband, but the woman and the neighbors don't recognize him. So the Rav had a big dilemma on his hands. He didn't know how to rule. So he went to consult with the Gadlahadar, the Vilnagon, regarding whether or not this man could be believed. As soon as the Vilnagon hears the Shaila, he immediately tells the Rav, I have a solution for you. Tomorrow morning, tell him to meet you in front of your house and then take this man into the shul where he davened before he skipped town and then ask him to identify his Makam Kavua, his assigned seat where he used to daven before he disappeared. The next day, the Rav takes this man into shul and he asks him, can you show me your designated seat? And the man was unable to identify his Makam Kavua. He was then exposed as an imposter, a con artist, and a fraud. After further investigation, they found out the rest of the story. This person wanted to deceive and mislead this woman, so he tracked down the real husband, and he asked them for details about the time they shared together. And he took the time and effort to memorize many, quote-unquote, important details about their life. But since he was an unethical, immoral person, he did not bother to find out about spiritual matters. So when the woman asked him questions about their life, he was able to identify the color of the suit he wore on their wedding day, the color of the flowers, the name of the band and the photographer, and all the insignificant details. However, a person who is not in tune with Torah and mitzvahs will not think about finding out about spiritual matters, the holy matters in the life of a yid. Where he davens, where he learns, which yeshiva does he send his children to? The Goyen's advice exposed them as a liar and a cheat. They then went back to the home of the Vilna Gaon, and they asked him, how did you come up with this idea? Was it Ruach HaKadosh? And the Gaon said, this was not some miraculous revelation. I learned this lesson from Yosef HaTzadik and Yaakov Avinu. When Yosef wanted to give undeniable proof to his father that he was indeed Yosef, 
the irrefutable piece of evidence he presented was not what color tie he was wearing the day he disappeared or what breakfast cereal he ate that morning, but rather by Yaris HaGolos. Yaakov saw the wagons. Yosef was hinting to him what sugya they were learning together before they parted ways. Yosef said, on the day I left 22 years ago, we were up to daf number so-and-so. This is how an Erlich Yid identifies himself. The lesson that God is teaching us is that the important things in our lives is not what model car we drive or how many expensive bottles of scotch we possess or if we have cathedral ceilings in our summer home. The important things in our lives is which besmedrish we daven in, how much Torah we learn, which mesechti we are currently immersed in, which rav or which derech and avoidus Hashem do we identify with, which Tehillim group or which Tfilis Chana group are we part of. That essentially was the question of the Vilna Gaon. Ask the man, where is your makam kavua? Where is your mind permanently positioned? There was a story that I just heard recently about a man that I knew quite well, and he underwent serious brain surgery. And as soon as he regained consciousness, the doctors wanted to test his cognitive abilities. So they asked him, where are you? And he said, Mesechtes Nazir Daf Lamad Gimel. This was a man that was connected to the important matters of life. The essence of a person are the things that he identifies with, the items that are most essential to him, the things that gets him excited, things that he's passionate about. People camp out all night in front of Walmart before Black Friday to grab one of the items that are advertised as a doorbuster sale. Why do they go through all this trouble? Why such tremendous sacrifice? Because this is what they are passionate about. The PlayStation and the Xbox. What are we passionate about? It should not be the temporal and the materialistic matters in our life, but rather the spiritual matters, things that are connected to Torah and mitzvahs. And now we know. Have a wonderful day.